Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So now if we want to go the integrity route, mm -hmm. right? if someone can't afford a publicist or they can't find a good publicist, and a, and a lot of the business owners that I work with, and I know a lot of you guys listening, how can you do it by yourself? How can they get out there and, because they have good information to share or a valuable story and something that really is a value to the readership, what mm -hmm. should they do? Yeah. Okay. So here's the first thing that you need to do. First thing is to ask yourself. What do I need press for? So re it's re really like really put that to yourself because the thing is that I will often see people who are trying to seek press and it does them no good. There's just no reason for it. Look, here are good reasons to get press because I'm trying to, because I'm launching a new product and I'm trying to drive uh, awareness of it because I'm, I'm trying to uh, increase customer you know, customers to, to whatever, because I'm about to go out and raise money and I want to appear to be super impressive to investors. All fine reasons, bad reasons, because I deserve it, because I've worked so hard, because I want to inspire other people, because I want to share my journey. That, that doesn't Wait, get you I don't, Hey, hold on. That inspiration. No. What if it's education? What if it's I, enlighten? What if it's teach? No bad reason. If you want to just like teach and educate people about stuff. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't sure. Listen, everyone can make a decision for themselves, but yeah. I don't see why that would be. If, if that's, if that doesn't have a business purpose, then I, I don't no business. Purpose. I don't understand why you're doing it. Look, do you raise money? Do you go out to an investor and raise money because it feels good, because you deserve it, because you want the experience, because you've reached this point in your journey? No, you raise money because you have a specific purpose and a specific need for that money, and it fits into your business plan. The That's the reason to do it. What if, if you need logos for your website? That's what legitimacy. You logos for your website? Meaning what do you mean? legitimacy to establish legitimacy in the marketplace. A lot of people go out looking for press because, you know, right under the hero banner, all the other competitors have a bunch of logos where they were right. featured. So they need logos where they were featured. <laughs> right. Right. You know, that's uh, a thing. You know, right. that's a thing. I do know that's a thing. I do know that's a thing <laughs> that actually kind of drives me nuts. That that's a thing. But I, know, I know that that's a thing. Um, I mean, I guess if you have, sure. I mean, I guess that there's a marketing value to that. If you are seeing that your competitor is getting more business, because if, if you, you know, if you are talking to customers that you didn't get and you say, why did you go with, uh, you know, Tim's auto body shop instead of my auto body shop? And the answer is, oh, because I, I went to their website and I saw that Inc had written about them. Then, okay, I guess. That's a legit thing, sounds, by the way. That sounds that legit. a legit thing. Yeah, that sounds legit. Um, but look. The point is, you have to know what you what what the purpose is. Okay. What is the purpose? Because you because you're an if you're an entrepreneur, then you have a limited amount of time. And if you're not going to hire a publicist and you're doing this yourself, you're doing a million things. And I don't think that you should be wasting any of your time 
on getting and chasing something that's not going to be a value to you. So if you know that it's a value, you understand what the value is, then go for it. But otherwise, I would say spend your time on something else because not every piece of press that you get is going to get you anything. It's, it's not. No, it's a longer it's range strategy. It's not as long range as SEO, but it's not short range like direct sales or direct pitching, right? People right. think the same way they put up a website, like, okay, I put up a website, they're going to come. Okay, got an article out into Entrepreneur. Now people mm-hmm. are going to come. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. And also, you know, I, I, it also can, in fact, even work against you. I've met many entrepreneurs who got some, got some big press early, right? Like, here's the classic terrible story. Classic terrible story is, uh, is uh, um, I start a cookie business. And at first, I'm doing it on the side. And it's going, going great. It's a good side hustle. You know, growth is nice, getting lots of compliments. And then out of nowhere, Bon Appetit mentions my cookies in the magazine. And suddenly, sales skyrocket. And I say, this is my moment. And so I quit my job and I go all in on the cookie business. And then a month later, sales plummet back down to where they were before. And now I quit my job and this business is not growing the way that I thought it was. And I am screwed. That happens all the time because, yeah. because even if, even if press leads to like a, 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 a you know, a, a little jump, a little spike, it's yeah. not sustainable like that. You have to build a sustainable business and press can be a good element of that, but you cannot rely upon it to be your business. It just doesn't work like that. So anyway, look, the point is ask yourself this question, what's it for? Once you have an answer to that, then you have to think, what are the publications that are going to get me the thing that I'm looking for, right? And again, different different publications are going to get you different things. So if you're going to reach out to an investor and you want articles that show that you're you know, taking seriously in the marketplace, then a entrepreneur or a fast company or an inc or whatever, great option. That makes a lot of sense. Investors respond to those places. But if you are selling a hair care product and you get press and entrepreneur and your goal was to sell hair care product, that's not going to do it because our audience doesn't care about that, right? Where our audience doesn't, our, everyone's a consumer, obviously, in some way or another. But, but when audiences come to certain publications, they're thinking of themselves as a consumer or a creator or something else. And when people come to entrepreneur, they're just not thinking of themselves as a consumer. No, you want to be in Cosmo if you're doing hair. Yeah, like. you want to be you want to be in Cosmo. So, so now you know who to target because you know what your goal is, and then the next thing to do is to spend a good amount of time with that publication, getting to know how they tell stories, because what you're ultimately looking for is insight into who they think their reader is and what they think their reader wants and how they deliver that to their reader. And you cannot assume the answer to that because everyone is different. And if you want to do this right, then you're going to know the nuances to it because the difference between a story in Entrepreneur and in Fast Company is vast. I've worked at both publications. Vast. You might not think so because you just think, oh, business publication. No, no, no. Totally different mission. Totally different way of thinking about the audience, totally different way of telling a story. And the better that you can understand how they're telling that story, the better you can then make contact by reaching out to an editor or or, 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 a, or, a, um, or a reporter and emailing them with 
a pitch which tells them about your story with the details and the mindset of how they would tell that story to their reader. Okay, let's right? break it down. How do they find the contact info? How do they write a pitch other than check out your Instagram? Is there like a basic framework? Are okay. the emails just sitting on the website? I'm very, very practical. So yeah. sometimes the podcast ends up being like a little mini class. <laughs> no, it's great. I like it. I like it. So, um, so look, sometimes a publication will list email addresses right on the website or, or magazine. Sometimes you're just going to have to figure it out. It's not very hard, right? I mean, no, it's usually like, you know, like Jay Pfeiffer and entrepreneurs exactly. and anyone's name is going to be first initial, last name, like first initial, do. last name, first name, last name, first, first name, dot, last name, try them all. Just try them all, right? Them all. Not, not hard. There's like five variations. So, um, so I, instead, but what you should do is you should spend some time on, on, on their social media to get a sense of what they cover. Because, because you want to take the best shot that you can. And I understand that there's no guideline here that's going to tell you, oh, you should be focusing on this person or that person, and this is what this person covered. But you can figure it out, and you can get a sense of what somebody's interested in on their social media. I also suggest pitching about mid-tier career-wise. So don't pitch the editor-in-chief. Don't pitch me. People pitch me. Don't pitch me. I got too my inbox is too full. I'm doing too many other things. And a very small portion of my job every day is to think about future stories. Whereas if you pitch like a senior editor, somebody who's a kind of mid-range, mid-range person, like a, a senior editor, um, associate editor. I would have thought senior is like a top thing. Yeah, I know. It's funny. No, it's not. Senior is actually mid. So um, so it generally goes. It, every publication does it a little bit differently, but here's like a kind of rough guide. So it'll start editorial assistant, and then it'll be assistant editor, and then associate editor, and then senior editor, and then deputy editor, and then executive editor. Sometimes those are flip flip flopped, and then um, editor in chief. And then there are, and then there are like random other things that sometimes get thrown around: content director, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, but that's generally that's generally the thing. So like a senior editor is is a good a good person to target. Um, and you know, not everyone's going to have those titles, but as a general guide, right? The, the higher up you go, the busier that person is and the less their day-to-day -day is finding new stories, but mid mid range people, that's their job. So target those people, figure out what, get some sense of them on social media, um, follow them, engage with them. Why not? try to build a relationship or at least become kind of familiar to them so that when you show up in their inbox, they're like, do I know that name? And then you want to send an email, not, not super long, like two to three paragraphs is, is good. And if you, if, if you have developed enough of a nuanced understanding of the publication so that maybe even you could, you could reference a certain column that is written or a certain, certain page or product or something, and then tell the story in the way in which it will register to them that this is a value to their reader. Be and I'll give you an example. This is as, as simple as and dumb as it gets, but I have the, the podcast that I do for Entrepreneur Magazine is called Problem Solvers. You want to take a guess as to what the show is about? Um, solving business problems. That's right. It's about 
people, entrepreneurs solving unexpected problems in their business. Every episode, I deviate from it sometimes, but every episode is roughly the same, which is to say it's the story of an entrepreneur who ran into some kind of problem in their business, which is different from a business that solves a problem, right? This isn't, I, I couldn't find an affordable razor, so I built an affordable razor, right? Like that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, I built an affordable razor and then my materials uh, cost shot up 500% and I was out of money and I had to figure out what to do. That's what I'm talking about. So every episode is kind of structured by here was the problem, here was the solution. I talk to the person, I produce a show. It's not a Q&A. It's like kind of like a produced, like almost like an NPR thing. And, uh, and I tell this story. And if you have listened to that show, then you know that. And therefore you would send me an email that says, and people have done this so many times have they done this and it infinitely increases their chances of getting on the show. They'll send me an email and they say, hey, uh, you know, really enjoy the show. Just listen to this particular episode. Um, I have a story that I think would be uh, really interesting for you. Here it is. Next paragraph, problem. And they tell me the problem. Next paragraph, solution. And they tell me the solution. People came to this on their own. Lots of people did. But you know, you know what pitches? Uh, so that pitch is great because you've listened to it, you understand it, and you know how I think, and you know how I deliver information to the to the listener. And that is very different from somebody who reaches out and says. Hi, I'm a big fan of your show, which by the way, if you say I'm a big fan and you don't like follow it up with details, then I don't think you're a big fan. I think that you're just saying that and I'm a big fan of your show and I, uh, I, I have a business and it's great and I'm very successful. And here are the subjects I could speak to speak about. And then there's just like a bullet point list, right? Like how to, how to make six figures in a month. Like, you know, spray and pray. And spray and pray. It's just right. like, let me, let me spray it all out. See who never gonna, yes. It's never. Works. never ever going to work. Nope. So, so the better that you know that, because look here, th this is, this is what I want people to understand the most about journalists. Um, a journalist, like two things, two statements about journalists. One journalist doesn't care about your business. They just don't, they don't care. Number two, a journalist is not a service provider. They are not there to provide you coverage. That's not their job. A publicist is a service provider. You can hire that person and they can try to get you press. A journalist is not a service provider. So when you combine a journalist is not a service provider and a journalist doesn't care about your business, what do you get? You get, okay, what does the journalist care about? The journalist cares about their reader. The journalist is providing value to their reader. That's their job. So your job is to show them how your story is value to their reader. Because the journalist doesn't think of themselves as serving you. So you can't reach out and say, I would really like a, a feature in your magazine, which I get all the time, emails all, the, all day long. How do I get a feature in your magazine? I'd like a feature in your magazine. It's like people ordering a hamburger. I don't sell hamburgers. I don't, you know? So the and more that some readers attention either, because it's not for sale. That's right. And so the more that I am receiving information that helps me see how this story helps me do my job of serving my reader. Well, the more the entrepreneur has a better chance of getting what they want, which is the coverage. That's how it works. I love it. I love it. And this jives with everything I've ever heard on PR. And I, I love, because here's the thing, shady practices, there's so many deviant behaviors, yes. right? But when you go straight, there's usually just a couple of paths 
right? Mm -hmm. And getting to know the journalists and getting to know the writers and getting to know the publication and then actually reaching out in a genuine way, making that in social media levels the playing field so you can really reach almost anybody. And it takes time and it takes effort and it takes energy. And if you think it's just easy, well, I'm just gonna send a bunch of emails. I'll put out, I just someone, you know what I say? I'll say, I'll put out a press release. I'm like, for what? They're like, cause I want press. I'm like, doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work. But, but I'll tell you something. If you go to, here's, here's what a bad publicist will do. A bad publicist will have, will write a press release for you. And then they will have that press release distributed, which you will be charged for because there are all these services like PR Newswire that'll distribute press releases. And then those press releases end up on these never seen corners of websites, big websites, Yahoo Finance, for example, will, will publish any press release that's distributed, just, just automatically goes up on the site. And then the publicist will gather all the like BS traffic numbers, right? They're like, oh, well, because it was on Yahoo Finance, it was potentially seen by 5 million people. And then they'll deliver this report to you about the number of eyeballs that this press release had received and they'll declare victory. And yet, nobody saw it. Nobody saw it. That was a big waste of your money and your time. Press releases, now there are, there's value to press releases sometimes. Um, uh, well, if you're, not, if you're not like a major name, if no one's yeah. looking for your name in the press, right? If you're a nobody, no. if you're a big name, so you put out a press release, that's a real thing. And this right. is why, not, so, I don't mean to say nobody in a mean way, right? But yeah. if you're not a recognized public national yeah. brand, sure. right? Then no one's looking for your press release, but you see the big people do it. You're like, right. oh, that's how it's done. That's not how it's done. In the no, that's game. right. It's not. It's not the. Re but but so so who's it value valuable to? Well, there's an entire other world of media, uh, of uh, industry trade publications, and those can be really valuable for you depending on the business that you're in. And so sometimes you want to get into those trade publications. And I have been told I've never worked at one of those trade publications, but people who work at those trade publications tell me because you know they're they're like these are hyper niche things, right? Like Pizza Today, right? Is like a trade. Like <laughs> that that's a an that's a real thing. That's, oh that's an actual magazine, Pizza Today. It's it's a it's a publication for the pizza industry, right? And so you flip through it, and it's articles on like the latest pizza ovens and whatever. So people who work at those publications are subscribed to all these press release things and they're, they are looking at them. So it, depending on, depending on who you want to reach, sometimes a press release can be valuable, but if you're trying to get consumer press and, and, and right. And, and your name is, is not like Jeff Bezos, like, like a press release just doesn't, it's, it's just not going to do anything for you. No, it's like that guy I spoke to once who got on this radio show that was online that didn't have a recording that was live. I'm like, that was literally some guy in his underwear in his basement who just took your money. That's literally what that was. That's totally what that was. <laughs> it's a hundred percent what that was. There were like all these streaming radio services. Yes, it's that, so like, bad. Nobody, and, and, so and bad. you know, and if you hire a publicist, they'll, they, and, and it's not a good publicist, they'll book y'all and all those things. Oh yeah. They're very happy to, because, because they want talk to everyone in their basement and their underwear yeah. as much as you want. Cause they want the win. They want the win. They want they want to show you that they're able to get something, and so they'll they'll give you this garbage. And it's like you know the person in their basement is earnestly trying to make a nice radio show, but nobody's listening to it. Nobody's listening. Yeah. No. Let's let's already disqualify. You know, we're not even talking about the scam artists. Like these people are genuine. None of them know what they don't know. So right. So Jason, what's next for you? I like I, we ate all our time. I can't even ask you like what you're currently dealing with. So just <laughs> what's next for you? 
Well, what, what's what is, your current option opportunity Bs? Oh yeah, well I have a whole bunch of them. So, uh, so I uh, I'm working on a book about how to find opportunity and change, and wow. it is it is so fresh that I I probably even shouldn't be telling you that I'm that 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 but that that it's that it exists because uh, the contract hasn't been signed yet with the publisher. But uh, but I'm very excited about it. There will be news coming on that. So stay tuned. Um, and. I, uh, and then also there's going to be, so one of the podcasts that you mentioned, uh, is called pessimists archive. It will not be called pessimist archive for much longer. It currently is today. As we talk, you and I on December 30th, 2020, it is called pessimist archive. I'm changing it very soon. And the reason for that is because I'm building a whole new brand around finding opportunity and change. It's going to be the book. It's going to be the podcast, it's going to be a newsletter. I'm really, really excited about it. I'm bringing it all together. These are assets that I've created that were kind of out in my ecosystem and that I want to bring together so that I can make this very, very compelling case that the moment that we're in now is not, I mean, it's terrible in many, many ways, but what crisis really does and it doesn't have to be a global pandemic crisis. It can just be a crisis in your own life, a crisis in your business. A crisis shifts the window on what you think is possible. And you start to consider things that you used to think were impossible. It turns out they weren't impossible. It just turns out that you didn't try to do them before because it seemed too hard before. But now they're your only option, and so you try. And this, this, this will lead to... This kind of unbelievable growth, what I call wouldn't go back, right? You go, you go like four stages of a pandemic, panic, adaptation, new normal, wouldn't go back. Wouldn't go back is when you finally reach this thing that's so good that you will hang on to it, that it will define you even after the pandemic is over. There are, there's some version of this in, in all change. And we are terrified of change. We, we, we are resistant to change. And I've spent years and years, the, po the podcast, which I have named a couple of times, but I haven't actually told you anything about, is a, it's an exploration throughout history of what happened when change came along and why people feared it and resisted it, and then how they ultimately came over it, got over it and embraced it, and what lessons we can learn from that that we can use today. So why was there a national moral crisis over the teddy bear in 1907? Why did people talk about radio and novels the same way that they talk about smartphones today? Oh, they're so addictive. Oh, our children are going to be damaged by them. Our children don't talk to anybody. And same, same conversation. We've been having the same conversation for 200 years. Um, why do we keep doing this? And what can we learn from it? And how can we take the lessons through history and apply them to today so that we can be better change makers and we can also find the will and ability to change ourselves. So anyway, it's called Pessimist Archive right now because it was originally intended to be an archive of pessimists, but the name is confusing. The name is a barrier to entry. People hear it and they're like, oh, this is a pessimistic show. No, 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 it's not. And so I'm taking my own advice and I am changing that and I'm building a new brand out of it. And that's gonna be my big project for 2021. And I'm really excited. So. You know, search Pessimist Archive. It might come up as Pessimist Archive. It might come up as another name, and then it'll say formerly Pessimist Archive. Whatever it is, I hope you enjoy. Um, it's uh, it's it's been a fascinating journey, and you can learn all about why teddy bears were totally feared in 1907. I totally need to figure that out. I love it. I love your passion. I love your excitement. I love how how no matter how successful you are, there's always something next, and I think that's just the hallmark of every successful person, and it's amazing. So. Where's the best place for people to find you, follow up, 
get more from you? Should they go and search Pessimist Archive and see what happens? Should they just say to you? What should they do? Yeah. So I, I'm going to reiterate some stuff that I already told you here. So one, yes, search Pessimist Archive and see what happens. If you can find it, great. If you can't, well, reach out to me. Uh, you can go to my website, jasonpfeiffer.com, jasonpfeiffer.com. And there you can get all the information to all my stuff, as well as sign up for my newsletter, which is about dot, 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 how to find opportunity and change. And I had mentioned Inbox Monday on my Instagram at Hey Pfeiffer, H-E-Y-F-E-I-F-E-R. Follow me on Instagram, DM me, I will respond. I respond to every single DM. I make it a point to do so. So if you have a question, if you can't find my podcast, because I renamed it, um, it whatever, uh, uh, drop me a line and uh, I'll, be, I'll be happy to help. All right, I love it. Jason, this has been amazing. So tiny surprise, surprise, I didn't yeah. want you. I like to ask my guests at the end for a quote. doesn't have to be your favorite one of all time, but it can be, um, mm -hmm. or just something that comes to mind. I just love like little pithy wisdom to kind of wrap up. Sure. Okay. I was talking to Malcolm, you know who Malcolm Gladwell is, uh, best-selling author, podcaster, New Yorker writer. I'm I, obsessed with him, just like a slight fan girl, just tiny bit. He's really great. Like I was just, I was just, I loved talking to him. Um, I had asked him because, you know, I'm a writer, he's a writer. I was really curious what his filter is for what a Malcolm Gladwell project is. Like, he's got a real distinct identity, sensibility. And so I said, uh, I said, Malcolm, how do you decide what a Malcolm Gladwell project is? And he said to me, he said this line that I wrote down immediately and have carried with me ever since. He said, uh, he said that he doesn't try to define himself. He does not try to define what a Malcolm Gladwell project is because, and here's the line, here's the quote, self-perception, I screwed it up. Self-perceptions are powerfully limiting. Self-perceptions are powerfully limiting, by which he means that if he defines himself in any one specific way, what he is going to do is actually limit his ability to identify and try on different opportunities in the future. If you think of yourself as one thing, then you will prohibit yourself as thinking about yourself in some other way. And he said, look, what if I had defined myself as just a journalist and a, and a, and a, and a book writer? I would have never tried a podcast, but, he, but actually the podcast is quite successful. It's a great podcast, Revisionist History. Um, he, he also, he, at the time, I think he had just done a master class and he's like, I never thought that I could be a teacher, but I did it. And I really enjoyed it, right? The, the, this idea that we are supposed to know who we are and what we do, it, it, it's tempting, it makes sense, but Malcolm points out that it's actually quite limiting and that what we instead need to do is be open to constantly evolving ourselves, to, to throw in a second quote, what Reed Hoffman calls permanent beta. We have to be constantly thinking of ourselves as in permanent beta, a project that is never complete, that's never even designed to be complete, that when we change it, that's okay because that was the whole point of it. You know, a, a, a product in beta is supposed to be changed. And so the more that we do that, the more that we open ourselves up to what the future possibilities are. So, I mean, you know, you, you just said a moment ago, and I appreciate it, that despite what success I have, that I'm always trying to figure out what the next thing is. And to me, that's just the only way to operate. This is just the only way to operate, right? I mean, because things change. I have a very cool title right now. Editor-in-Chief, Entrepreneur Magazine, National Magazine. It's awesome. I don't own Entrepreneur Magazine. I, I, don't, I don't own it. I can't, I can't control my future. 
at Entrepreneur Magazine. And you know what? Even if I did own it, I still couldn't guarantee that it would be around forever because the world changes and media landscape changes. So no, it would be absolutely crazy of me to sit around and say, oh, well, I, that's, I, I know what success looks like. Now I'm just going to sit here like a king on a throne because it just doesn't work that way. You always have to be working for more. And if you limit yourself and you limit an idea of who you are, then you will never really enable yourself to find more. So self-perceptions are powerfully limiting. Malcolm Gladwell. I love it. And I love it. I find this every time it encapsulates everything we said until now, right? It's, yes. it's so much, um, it, it is you, right? It is such mm -hmm. a great representation of what you stand for, what you've done and what you're going to be doing. Thank you so, so much. This Thank has you. been entertaining, informative, enlightening, interesting, and a whole <laughs> bunch of things. other adjectives. I all appreciate it. I appreciate it. It was a total delight talking to you. I really appreciate it. And guys, for all of you, you know someone who needs to hear this and you need to pass it on. Don't let anyone you know get scammed by some fake PR artist and don't let yes. anyone you know be stuck without the PR they need without knowing how to do it. So share the love, share the episode and subscribe because we have got more great things coming and we will see you next week. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?